The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Code of Conduct. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is the Code of Conduct with the King podcast. I am your host, Jay Spence, the King, and I am Amp. I got my brother with me. Normally, I'll be by myself where I'll be having like some some guests that, you know, I don't really know. So I got to get to know them on air in front of y'all. I got my brother. So I'm about to party tonight. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a real good time. We started yesterday with part one of the roster predictions. So we did the offense last night. Seemed pretty easy. Today, I think this conversation might be a little different. I think it's going to take a completely different turn. Uh, so I'm just asking you all in advance not to cancel me. I don't want to be canceled. I love Bill's Mafia. And I think Joe loves Bill's Mafia too. So we don't want to be canceled. But listen, I am amp. I'm going to get right into it. So before I bring Joe in and before we start talking about the roster, I want to talk about a little bit of the news that's that's been going on around the NFL today and I guess over the weekend. First of all, training camp is here. Train like football's back. Are you I'm hoping everybody is ex- excited as I am. Um cuz I feel like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, wherever you wherever you get your information for teams, wherever you get your um your fix for bills information i just feels like it's been negative lately because of you know everything from the covid vaccination to you know people coming at cody ford or other players or whatever it's just been it's just been messy you know over the last few weeks and it seems like every year really during july it just gets rough i remember last year everybody was was upset about the pagulas and when they laid people off during covid and then they were upset about um, if I'm not mistaken, there was a player, I can't remember what player last year, but something else happened. So like every year around July, you know, it just gets kind of mean, it gets ugly. So I'm happy that football is back. I know we, we don't have the games yet, but they're coming soon, but at least we get to have actual news. Like, Hey, he had a good day at practice today, or he didn't have a good day at practice today. And in this battle and this battle or whatever, I'm excited. I'm so excited. So um, the, the first piece of news is that Aaron Rodgers is actually going to end up back in Green Bay this year. Like, like I thought, <laughs> because in reality, I know um, he's now created leverage for himself for next year um, before I go there. So apparently it looks like he, he's coming back this year under the understanding or with an agreement that next year um, he can pretty much opt out or pick where he wants to play or he can trade for. I, I don't know exactly what the details of the contract are. I have to look them up, but I do know that there were some 
clause or some form that he'll be able to get out and he can go play wherever he wants to play and do what he wants to do. And um, that makes him happy, but it makes Green Bay fans happy that he's coming back today or this week for, for training camp. My question is, you know, I've been seeing all last week, like people upset, like in Bill's mafia, in the fan base saying like, Hey, we don't even uh, like our team is, is arguing. It's dysfunctional. You know, I don't see, and, and this is not a, a, a jab at anybody I, th- I think Aaron said you know like I don't Aaron Quinn from uh, cover one that's my guy I think he said over there like I don't see you know t- the Kansas City Chiefs or uh, the Bucks or whoever like he named a few teams and he's like I don't see them doing this but then you look at a Super Bowl contender in Green Bay you mean to tell me you would want that type of dysfunction or that level of toxic environment as opposed to the Bills like just kind of like not agreeing about um, if you should or shouldn't take the vaccine or if you you know like to me, that's just conversation. Me and Joe have conversations off the air. The only difference is it's off the air. <laughs> you know, we're not on Twitter. Like we have a lot of times Joe and I have different views on things and we talk about it like brothers. And then it's like, oh, I get your point or I get your point or I don't. And it is what it is on Twitter. That's exactly what's happening. You saw you saw Jerry Hughes tell him like, yo, you my brother. I love you. I'm not saying you're right or wrong. What I'm saying is there are rules, blah, 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 blah. It wasn't as dramatic as a lot of the people in the fan base wanted to make it seem. But what I will tell you is green Bay situation is ugly. There's no, under no circumstances would I ever want my franchise guy, the best player. And I guess that can kind of be um, debatable. Cause I was going to say the best quarterback you ever had. Green Bay has had a history of quarterbacks, but I truly do think that Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback I've ever seen. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I think he was better um, maybe not as far as accomplishments or maybe not with whatever, but I, I think he was better than Brett Favre or is better than Brett Favre ever was. Um, so, you know, y'all can yell at me. Y'all can beat me up about that is what it is. Uh, but I would rather have my team debating about whether or not somebody should do something that's personal because it really doesn't matter to the next guy. So like that personal decision that Cole Beasley decides to make or not make, it really doesn't matter once, once the season starts. But all season, they're going to be talking in Green Bay after every game. The media is going to be asking them, so did this change how you feel about Green Bay? You're thinking about staying next year? Or they're going to be asking other players, so what's it like when Aaron is like not committed to the team for the future? It's going to be a distraction all year. We are not going to be talking about Cole Beasley getting the vaccine or not getting the vaccine. We're not going to be talking about that. We're not going to be talking about Cody Ford um, playing musical chairs if the team keeps him at right guard or if the team puts him at left guard or like if they keep him wherever they put him. The stuff that we've just decided to be bored and argue about over the summer, we're not going to be talking about that stuff because we actually have football and we're going to be talking about that. But football is the dysfunction in Green Bay right now. That is what they're talking about. They're not talking about stuff that, that we're going to forget about once the season starts. Every single time you watch Green Bay play, you are going to be talking about what the hell is Aaron Rodgers going to do next year? Every single time. So I, I don't know. And, and I'll bring Joe in right now and kind of get his opinion on this and see, because the way I feel, even though Aaron Rodgers is the best player, in, in my opinion, even though he has one of the best wide receivers in Devontae Adams, and even though like they've done all of these things to, to, to turn Green Bay into a to me, a powerhouse. Last year, they absolutely should have. They should have made it to the Super Bowl. They should have beat Tampa Bay, but they didn't. So let's see. Joe, my man, my brother, the host of the Overreaction Pod, the co-host of the Hump Day Hotline on Wednesday nights with your boy Jay Spencer King. What is going on, my bestie? 
Go, doing good. You can call me your man. You can call me bestie. Call me whatever. Just don't right. call me late for dinner. It's good. No, we we don't we don't be late for food. That's, that's right. especially if my wife's cooking. Oh no 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 no. If Beth is cooking, I'm there. I might fly in just for that. First of all, if 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 y'all don't follow, uh, well, you don't post anymore on that page, do you? My uh, average Joe Cooks page. Yeah. Uh, I have not posted there in a while. I've thought about reviving it. So yeah, there was a time when I had committed. We're way off topic already. There was a time when I committed <laughs> to cooking every Monday night for my wife because my wife is a borderline chef. She's not. She's just a really good cook. She's a foodie. And I did. I, I started an Instagram account to keep myself like accountable to it. Like that way, like people would like keep me in check. And I did it for a real long time. And, and I made some banging food. But my wife is 10 times the cook I am. 10 times man first of all i just i'm not gonna we're not gonna go in because you're right we're already off topic but <laughs> but first of all you're right like she <laughs> she's one of the best cooks i've ever um like just just first of all she's awesome so it's almost like about, we're friend, it's almost like we're friends outside the show that's like yeah right it's, it's almost like i know you like you're my guy <laughs> right exactly. but listen um We've been, you know, you've been a part of it just like me. You know, we've been around all summer. We've been consistent with our shows, yeah. you know, um, so it's been tough. We've been creating content when there really hasn't been much content to create, at least positive news. Um, the Bills have had a, it's been a rough summer as far as like the, the news cycles. Green Bay has been quiet, really, besides the Aaron Rodgers thing. But now going into training camp, it seems like it's it, it just doesn't seem right, man. What's your perspective on that? Would you rather, um, and it shouldn't be a tit for tat, but would you rather take what we're what we're dealing with right now in Buffalo? To me, in my opinion, that's something that's going to be forgettable in a week. Um, or would you take? Yeah, you got another shot at being a very great team for this year, but after this year, you don't you don't know what's going to happen to your team. Like, how do you feel about those situations? Hell yes. I would rather have our situation. Hell, you get me a shirt that says, hell yes. Like, <laughs> and on the back, Beasley didn't get vaccinated. Like, like <laughs> give me that all day long. I, I mean, could you imagine what B Bill's Mafia and Buffalo would be like if we had Aaron Rodgers as our quarterback or Deshaun Watson as our quarterback? Like, either one of those guys, and we spent the whole entire freaking offseason in silence from the organization Man. on what they're going to do because that's also in the news that Deshaun Watson reported to camp so he wouldn't get fined. Like, the dude's there. Aaron Rodgers is going to show up. I, I don't, I mean, Aaron Rodgers to me is a, is, I mean, is a petulant child. He's acting like a spoiled brat. And I don't remember who said it, if it was Nate Geary or somebody, but somebody said that, like, the dude scorched earth his parents which he did. He literally like cut his parents off. I don't know you, his brother, everybody. If you don't think for a second that if he's capable of scorch earthing his parents, that he wouldn't do it to the Packers, it's absolutely coming. The dude is just a spoiled brat. At this point, he's he's showing what a spoiled little rotten child he is, in my opinion. That's that's your take on it. Yeah. Wow. So I okay. Um I'll respectfully disagree. The way I look at it is um so for instance, right now Josh Allen is the, the face of this franchise yep. and he will be for the foreseeable future. Like there's, there's no way that we're looking at this team in the next probably five to 10 years that doesn't have Josh Allen on it. So when you have a guy that, that you look at at that level, I feel like he should be a big part of all the decisions. Not, not necessarily. He's not the GM of course, you know, but I feel like things should be ran by him. I think if he has a preference for something, if he's that good, great quarterbacks have had that. You know, when when guys want for better want or players worse. for better or worse. I mean, touche, touche. But Aaron Rodgers has been for better for a long time. Right. And they right. haven't supported him. They haven't get the, the years that they've supported him. 
he's made it to the NFC Championship or the Super Bowl. When he's had both a good defense and guys on offense with him, he's had a running game plus some receivers, they do well. Right. When they don't have a defense, they don't do well. So in my mind, I'm looking at it as if it's like, look, if if I'm the quarterback on that team and I feel like I'm doing great and I'm I'm balling out for you every week and I'm breaking records and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I say, yo, I love Jake Kumaro. I love hair Jesus or whatever we call it. touchdown Jesus. That's what we call him in Buffalo. So it's like, you know, if, if Aaron Rodgers comes out and says this on Sunday and then Monday they cut him. I might feel kind of bad. Or if my favorite quarterbacks coach is Alex Van Pelt and I just love him and right, I want Alex right. around me all times because he gets me and I get him and we're, we're awesome. And then they let go of Alex Van Pelt when I said, I like this guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I look at that as, as like a slap in the face from the organization. And it's like, okay, if you're going to slap me in the face, okay, I'll slap you back. <laughs> so that's how I see it. But again, you, you, your take isn't, awful you know like yeah i, I could see i could see him being a big baby about it there, there's a there's just a point for me where he's being a spoiled child and, and, you know when you look at and it took me a second to google this so from 2005 to 2009 he signed a five-year contract worth seven seven point seven million dollars 2009 mm-hmm. to 2014 he made six years 63 million dollars 2013 to 2019 110 million dollars and he signed another contract i think for 134 million dollars and when you talk about quarterbacks that have had say in the room or in management, I don't know that it's ever worked out great for management to have the quarterback in there going, I want this guy and I want that guy. I want that guy off the right. roster, but I want this guy. Tom Brady never had that. And all that dude did was win Super Bowls with Bill Belichick. I mean, and obviously Bill Belichick is not uh, who's the quarter, the head coach there. I was going to say uh, McCarthy. It's not Mike McCarthy. Uh, it's right at the tip of my tongue. Chris Jenke knows it. I'm sure. Um, anyways. Uh, oh, it's right. On the tip. Talking, we're, head coach of the Packers. Oh, and which is is, is escaping my mind. Is that, like yeah. the old people at church would say, is that the is tip that? of your time? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, my, my, my point is the dude, you know, none of those checks from the Green Bay Packers ever bounced. None of them. So at some point in time, you're the football player and, and you, you've been in management for a very long time. You know how it goes. Mm-hmm. I've been in management. I was a chief of staff for 30 employees. Uh, there was no point in my life, in my, in my career where one of my employees, no matter how important they were, walked in my office and said, look, this is what I think we should do. It was like, uh, well, I tell you what, I'm going to decide what we're going to do. I appreciate the feedback, but at the end of the day, I'm going to decide. And if you don't like it, you can go on down the road. Clearly it's Aaron Rodgers, but there's just an aspect, Matt LaFleur, that is the name. Thank you, Chris. There's just an aspect to this whole situation. I just feel like he could have, have handled it better. Versus mm-hmm. ghosting the team. That's just not mature. It's not what a 30-something-year-old man does. You don't ghost your employer. If you ghosted your employer, that's called job abandonment, and you're gone. Yep. No call, no show. <laughs> no call, no show. One day, they're going to call you two days. Maybe they call you three days. It's like, we're going to start writing them up. And by day five, it's like, well, he's abandoned this position. He's out of here. And, you know, I know that it's Aaron Rodgers. There's just an aspect of, like, they respected him enough to never let one of those checks bounce. He should at least respect them enough to say, you know what, I'm not feeling it. This is, and I know that he put it out there in the media that he wanted to be traded. Um, I just, I don't know. For me, he he could have handled it more more maturely. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. No, absolutely, absolutely. I, I guess at. I agree with that. But then at the same time, it's almost like um, when you're fed up. Um, it's one of those things where it's like you try to handle it maturely with the other person. It's like you keep going to them and saying like, hey, man, I, I said I like this guy and you cut him. I said I like this guy and you fired him and whatever. At, at some point, if you feel like every, you know, 
like in a relationship, man. If I like if me and you are friends and I'm like, hey, Joe, I don't like when you uh, when you call me, I don't know, whatever, like just a right. fun name. And it's like, I don't like it. And you continue to do it after I vocalize to you. I don't like it. True. And then it's like I try to be nice a bunch of times. I try to be nice. And then it's like, OK, you've been doing this thing for 15 years or 10 years. I'm, I'm I'm done. I'm not I'm just not I'm not talking to you no more. The problem is I feel like that's kind of where he is. The problem is the paychecks keep coming. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's a problem because you're right, but it's not a problem because, you know, the NFL gives you guaranteed money. That, that's yeah, how right. they do it. Shout out to my girl, K Gunn, Kristen Kimmick from the Bills Mafia, babe. She's in the house. She, she loves the shirt that I'm rocking. I'm rocking the Bills Mafia, babe shirt. Yeah, um, Kristen, Kristen first Kimmick, of all, she slid into my DMs today and apparently my Bills Mafia, babe's T-shirt got lost in the mail. Oh, snaps. Oh, snap. So we got to we got to figure that out. We got to. <laughs> but quick announcement, actually. So with, with her being in here, um, the the chop up is coming back the first week of the season will be coming back, except it's going to be going live Saturday nights as opposed to Sundays after the game. We're going to be it's going to be a pregame show. We're going to go live at 9 p.m. on Saturday evenings It's going to have K-Gun Kristen in it. It's going to have my girl Angelina in it. It's going to have my man Steros for the girls from cover one. And then your boy, Jay Spence, the king. So we're going we're gonna to shift a little bit. And I'm, I'm trying to uh, be more inclusive and diversify a little bit and actually include different audiences that I feel like can, can bring some good value to the table. And I think Kristen and Angelina both know their stuff. They're, they're, good, they're good stuff. You know, like they got good stuff. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Also, another announcement. I guess I, I got announcements. I, you know, roll, I just got them. Yeah, it got them going. Um, on, so obviously, I know everybody knows about um, the party that's going on at Soho. Um, who is it? Uh, cover no cold, cold front, front report. Yeah, we'll I'm sorry, I'm tripping. We'll, we'll both be there. We will be there. Cold front report is um hosting a party at Soho for Bills Mafia to get together and love each other and get together before the home opener. That's Friday night. Saturday, we are gonna do the damn thing. We gonna circle the wagons. Bills Mafia babes, Poncho's army, and your boy Jay Spencer King. We're throwing it together. We are gonna circle the wagons. And we just gonna have it. We gonna take it back to like a nostalgic feeling. We gonna skate like it was when I was a kid, man. So everybody come. It's fifteen to get in. Three dollars for skate rentals. But it's really gonna be just a good Bills Mafia party. It's gonna be a good time. Bring your kids, please. Bring your kids. We gonna party it up. So I'm making all these announcements. Let's get into the show, man. We don't. I don't talk twenty minutes without even getting to the to the topic. Well, two seconds. Uh, Brian Freedom, uh, thanks for being a part of the show. Messages in or sends a comment. Is the kick return or punt return job the biggest concern in 2021, knowing Andre Roberts' high level of play? Who's been fielding kicks with our special teams through this offseason? Brian, we talked about this at length last night uh, on the podcast from yesterday on the Overreaction Show. I would encourage you uh, to jump onto the Rumblings YouTube channel and watch that one back. Uh, unless you want to talk about it, I don't know that we necessarily need to. I would say I would recommend that Brian goes back and watches. If anybody wants to hear about the offense, special teams, yesterday was your show, right? Well, I mean, I can talk. You know, I talk about Andre Roberts any day. So go for it. if go for it, <laughs> you guy. know, if 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 Brian hasn't been uh, a, a frequent listener of the Code of Conduct, I am probably, and I, I said this last night, so I'll say it again. I am probably the biggest Andre Roberts fan who isn't actually related to him or know him personally. Andre Roberts is my guy. And I think that the Buffalo Bills fans who have all been clamoring for Isaiah McKenzie to, to take on that role. I'm not saying that I don't think Isaiah McKenzie is not capable. I believe he is extremely capable of, of doing anything. Last season, we saw him pretty much play wide receiver. We saw him be a gadget guy. We saw him, you know, in, in week 17 against the Dolphins, we saw him run back a punt. We saw him do A, B, C, D, 
we saw him play cornerback, for, you know, like a couple years ago against the Jets. So Isaiah McKenzie is, is the jack of all trades. So when I say this, this is not a negative. I don't like Isaiah. What it is, Andre Roberts is elite. Andre Roberts is the definition of elite. So when we're talking about Stefan Diggs on offense and we're like, yo, that dude is the he's one of the best wide receivers in the league. Depending on who you're talking to, he's the best receiver in the league. Y'all need to put some respect on my guy, Andre Roberts name when it comes to special teams, when it comes to punt returns, when it comes to kickoff returns. There's a couple that can be mentioned in the same conversation with him, but it's not everybody. Andre Roberts has consistently set the bills up to be very effective on offense because of what he did on special teams, his vision, his decision making. It's not just the vision. He knows when to come out. He knows when not to come out. He knows when to fair catch it. Those little things like decision. I, I wish Bruce was in here. I don't know if he is or isn't, but Bruce has, he did a show one time. Um, I think it was towards the end of the season where he talked about the decision-making of Andre Roberts is probably the biggest thing that benefited the Buffalo bills this year. Look, or last year, I'm concerned. I'm concerned. We don't have anything on film that makes me believe that we are going to see um, a pickup or like right where we left off from last season on special teams. And as much as everybody knows, Nate Burleson is my guy. Like I look up to the dude. I kind of, in a way, kind of model a lot of the things that I do after what he does. I think Nate Burleson is that dude. He had a take last week that I just flat out disagreed with. Mm -hmm. He said that, you know, oh, they need to turn the special teams into a strength. How about they score some? He clearly didn't watch the games. When you look at statistics and you say, oh, they, they, didn't, they only had two touchdowns, they, it doesn't mean it was a weakness. Yeah, it would be nice to get six points on special teams out of nowhere. You know, it, it's nice. It's lovely. But guess what? It's also really nice to consistently start at the 40-yard line as opposed to starting at the 25. Mm -hmm. Those 15 extra yards, it helps with field goal position. It helps with scoring position. So I, I'm, I'm sorry. I went off on this whole tangent about Andre Roberts. I, yes, uh, Brian, I feel like it is a concern of mine and I am going out on a limb to say that Buffalo Bills fans, we will start seeing the tweets that we miss Andre Roberts as of week three. It probably won't take that long, but I'm saying week three, we're going to miss Andre Roberts. And I'm going every time I see this dude do something special down in Houston, you know what tweet is coming, Joe. You know what tweet. <laughs> Bring it, bro. I'm not. I, I'm, on, I'm on your side. I think I think the only thing I would say is that Brant was talking about the fact that the Bills have only scored two touchdowns, two special teams touchdowns, I think in five years or six years. He was literally talking about the, the ability for the Bills to score on special teams, which they haven't done. Andre Roberts is a machine when it comes to returning kicks and punts, and he's incredibly intelligent, incredibly fast. But he obviously has not gotten so. And of those two that were scored, one was Micah Hyde in 19, and then one was Isaiah McKenzie in 20. So that's the yep. problem. That's that's what Kyle Brandt was saying. Um, and obviously Roberts is gone, so it doesn't matter. But what did, what was that last one? You said? Well, Brennan wanted to know, you know, um, well, how do you feel about losing Andre Roberts? So I, I'll ask you that. Like, I don't get know, it. I don't get it. He, I mean, he went to the Houston Texans for two years, five million dollars, two and a half, and I'm sure the the second year is voidable. Uh, the Bills are nine million dollars under the cap, and they could have made that room when they let him go. I don't know what they're thinking. The only thing I can think, and I said this yesterday is that the Bills feel like they saw enough from Isaiah McKenzie in that Week 17 football game against the Miami Dolphins that they're like, okay, this kid's ready, and we're going to get him for a million. That's the only thing I can think, and it's either going to it's either going to boom or bu it's either bust or boom, right? There's there's mm -hmm. no in the middle. It's either going to – Isaiah McKenzie is either going to do it or he's going to go back to the fumbling ways that he was in Buffalo, then when he went to Denver, and then obviously the Bills were like, you're done. <laughs> you're I done just, doing I this. I just wish that, um, you know, all year I was tweeting out pretty much almost every week, extend Andre Roberts. 
Yep. Yep. And I, I just wish the Bills would have believed me once. Like, just listen to me one time. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't expect, I don't expect Sean McDermott to ever like take a podcaster's opinion and be like, "Yep, that's exactly what I need to do." I don't expect that. Yeah. But yeah. man, I wish like Brandon, Sean, if y'all ever listening, like y'all should have listened to that one. Like nothing else. I don't care about what else you do. I was wrong when the when the draft came up. I said, "No, nah, don't pick Josh Allen. I want Josh Rosen." Me too. I want, you know, like, so, so I was wrong. I get it. Brandon, you were right. Or, or Sean, Brandon wasn't here at that point. Sean, you were right. I get it. Uh, I didn't want, you know, no, I, no, I, Brandon, I, Brandon, Brandon was here for the Allen pick. He wasn't here for the Trey pick. Year before. Trey, Trey. Yep, yep. So, yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, I was wrong with certain things. I'm mm-hmm. not going to, I'm not going to act like I'm perfect. I, I am not a GM for a reason. I do a podcast for a reason, but uh, extend Andre Roberts, man. Like you, you got, uh, okay. Moving on. So yesterday, we talked about um, our picks for what we felt like the offense would look like. And I think it was pretty consistent. I felt like we agreed on everything except um, I said that I I, I see a, a route there where I feel like, you know, the team might have lost favor with Devin Singletary. And, and I feel like they may actually look to try to build his trade value to trade him. How do you feel about and I know we talked about it last night, but just as a refresher for people, um, how do you feel about that take now that you kind of had a, a little bit to sleep on it and think about it? it's not outside of the realm of possibility of what we've seen Brandon being do in the past, build up a guy and move him because he knows he's going to have to cut him. Right. I mean, we've seen Brandon Mm -hmm. Bean do that. So it's not outside the realm of possibility. I still am waffling between Matt Breida and Antonio Williams. Uh, There's a great deal of just heart in me that wants to see Antonio Williams. I'm not on the wagon of believing that Matt Breida is the answer. If the Bills wholly commit to running the wide zone offense as far as in the, in the run scheme, then maybe Matt Breida is the answer. But I don't – I just I just don't feel from everybody that I've talked to, all the all the stuff that I've done, you know, the study that I've done, the conversations I've had, I just feel like the Bills are potentially going to go back to a pin and pull. We could be wrong, uh, but mm-hmm. Matt Breida fits. It's funny thing is the Zach Moss sort of fits. He fits a zone run scheme, not a wide zone run scheme. Uh, it, it'll be interesting for me. There's definitely not room for all five of those guys, right? There's five of them. So there's uh, Moss, Singletary, Antonio Williams, Brita. Uh, yeah, no, there's four of them. There's no, if you include Wade, you know, yeah, I know yeah, everybody the, wants to talk about Wade. Do, do I put that out there today in that tweet? Like, hey, Bills Mafia, who are you excited to see when camp opens? By the way, tomorrow, the the players report. You you failed to say that. The Bills are back in town. The Bills No, I, I said that at the time. In, oh, did you? Gotcha. Well, yeah. I missed it. I don't know what I was doing. Uh, but yeah, so let's get excited. But I, had, I put that out there. Who are people excited to see? And like four or five people said Christian Wade. I'm like, really? That's who you're excited to see? Christian Wade? I, I'm yeah. not I'm not shocked. Uh, you know, everybody, everybody loves. Um, come on, man. Wade. And I get why he has like this charismatic smile. And, you know, his accent is just awesome. And he's funny. And he likes to like interact with everybody. So I get why you fall in love with him. Same thing with Isaiah McKenzie. I think, you know, like he's one of the the, the most fan friendly dudes that we've had in a long time like i know Dion is super dope and we got a lot of good guys on the team but when you talk about you, you talk about isaiah mckenzie and even christian Wade, like their engagement with the fan base is just next level like it's different no it's true and 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 uh uh, Brennan Greenfield uh, adds in there. The breeder brings a different element to the offense. He does. He has speed. He has speed that kills. And as I said, as if we're wrapping up the, the, the running backs, as I said yesterday as well, uh, he could not break through to the starting role beyond Gaskins in Miami. And all he did in San Francisco was continue to give the San Francisco 49ers a reason to replace him. So I just, I just don't have that much faith in Matt Breida. We'll see. I'm excited. If Matt Breida turns out to be a thousand yard rusher, you better believe 
if we want to make a bet right now, if he, you know, I'll buy a Breida jersey. Like we, I'm, I'm good with my word. I bought a Corey Mahorquez jersey last year. I'm, you know, I, I would absolutely you, buy it if he, if he went. You nuts. said a thousand, a thousand yards. Yeah, so. I can't make that bet. Like even if we was doing <laughs> something for free, I can't make that bet. I don't, I don't believe in the Buffalo Bills. Uh, it, let me say this right. I don't believe in the Buffalo Bills coaching staff enough for us to get a hundred. I mean, a thousand yard rusher in a season. I believe in them enough to 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 make Josh Allen be the dude that he is. And like, I believe in that part of it. I don't believe that we have a thousand yard rusher on this team unless you just let Josh go crazy if he wants to. They definitely approach the running back situation, at least with two, at the very least with two running backs in that very defensive line minded respect of we're going to rotate guys. We're not going to just mm-hmm. have Dalvin Cook out there. And he's going to carry the ball. If we if we run the ball sixty times, he's going to carry fifty two of them. They don't they don't have that mindset. They're more of a you know if there's sixty two carries, thirty two thirty, twenty eight thirty four, like they're going to split them. So it'll be interesting to see who they split those carries with. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see it. You know, um, like I said, I don't I don't hate Devin by any means. I would love for him to make the roster and do well. Like if he can be the guy that we saw against the Houston Texans in the playoffs, yeah, give me yeah. Devin. Give me Devin. So, and, and all Christian, right. Christian Wade is Lionel Gates. Like, I love Christian Wade. I just, I just really don't understand um, why there's, the fan there's, base is so. There's a name. Up. There's a name for you, Chris Janke. Christian Wade is Lionel Gates. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into it now. We're going. We're going to pivot. We're going to talk about the defense. And um, last night, um, Joe drove the conversation. So what I'll do is I'm going to actually relinquish this part of the show to kind of let you drive as well, as far as questioning, as far as this is your show, run it, run it. Well, yeah, but you do this, you do this part well, and I I'm, I'm honest enough and I'm man enough to admit (laughs) that um, you are a far better moderator than I am now interviewer. I I think you and Bruce have, have talked to me enough to let me know. I got the interview thing down pat, but, but as far as moderation, my dude, you, uh, you got it. So I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to turn this over to you and we're just gonna, you know, I'll still, I'll, I'll run the comments and all that stuff, but, but yeah, go for it. Welcome to the Code of Overreaction show uh, <laughs> with your co-host, Joe Miller, and your other co-host, Jay Spence, the king. Uh, but yeah, this is how we overreact. Anyways, uh, on Monday, special, special episode on Monday. But uh, this is fun. So do you want, so same question that we started with yesterday. First of all, let's do this. Uh, we finished the show yesterday, and we just need to get numbers first because we don't want to break the rules. So on offense, how many offensive players do you have? I think I had 28, 7, 14, 17. Yes, I've got 28 offensive players on on the 27. You've got 27 plus three because yeah. we know that Tyler Bass, Hawk, and uh, Reed Ferguson are going to make this 30. football team. So we're at thir- I'm at 31. Where are you at? Mm-hmm. I'm at 30. You're at so 30. I have 23 players that I can add. I have 22. <laughs> this is tough, man. I have 20. Like, I have 22. <laughs> Just looking at the D line, this is so tough. So do you want Just to start the D line. With, do you want to start with the D line? Do you want to start someplace a little more? The nope. D line. The D line is the conversation, right? Yeah. All right. So well, we'll start the D line and the linebackers. To me, I think the linebackers have a conversation in this. That um, the problem that I know. have with the, the problem that I have with the, with, the, with the linebacker situation, and you're gonna you're gonna school me and give me information, is there's a whole bunch of names there that I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. He's gone. I don't know who that yeah. guy is. He's gone. Right. I, the, versus the wide receivers. There's a lot of them. We've got 12 rostered wide receivers, but I know all those names and I pretty much know what most of them bring to the table or why they're here. There's a lot of tight or there's a lot of linebackers. I'm like, who is that dude? And why is he on this football team right now? Right. Well, I'll tell you what, the the, the, the biggest question in the linebacker room for me um, is who's going to get cut. So Tyro Adams is here. We'll get there. Let's start with the D line. Yeah. 
defensive yes. line. So who who do you have? And we're not going to go. Do you want to do you want to go ends tackles or do you want to just name them all? Um, we could we could do um ends and then tackles. We could do, do that. Ends and tackles. All right. So go yep. ahead with your ends. So ends obviously Jerry Hughes, the man, the myth, the legend is making it. Um, Greg Rousseau, our number one round or first round draft pick, he's making it. Right. Um. Carlos Boogie Basham, my guy, he's making it. He's about to bash him. We about to see a beast. We about to see a beast. So I'm excited about that. Here, here's here's the here's the tricky part because yesterday I said I think or last week I said I think F.A. Obata makes the roster. I still do think F.A. Obata makes the roster, but I think it has to come at the expense of either A.J. Epinesa or Mario Addison. I don't think all three of those guys make the roster. I do think depending on how many people they want to keep for the line in general, mm-hmm. you might sneak, you know, but you're not keeping all three F.A. Obata, A.J. Epinesa, and Mario Addison. So right. where I'm at, I think Mario Addison, he he restructured his contract and he did some things that um, I can't see the Buffalo Bills taking dead space like that just based off of what we've learned about Brandon Bean. I think it's A.J. Epinesa. And I know that's crazy because he's our draft pick and he's developed and he's this. We need I think hot, Mario we Addison need, is we need here. A hot take with fire gif or like video. Mew, 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 mew. <laughs> I got my I got my horns. Mew, 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 mew. Holy crap, dude. Drop it. I think AJ it's I mean, Vanessa gone. Woo. I mean, unless unless they're going to and this is this is what I'm saying. I'm speaking strictly on a defensive end standpoint now if we're going to talk about like rotation and just moving guys around and we're saying okay we just want the best nine or ten guys for the defensive line then okay i'm not i'm not saying that what i'm saying is if we're if we're breaking it down by defensive ends Mm -hmm. you can't there's no way possible because the team loves daryl johnson last year they were the team was trying to find a way to to get mike love (laughs) you know they were trying so the the team loved these guys i like aj but what i'm saying is they brought fa about here for a reason he's long He's freakishly gifted as far as athleticism. Um, I would prefer it be Mario Addison. I like AJ. I want AJ to stay, but I'm talking about the dead cap. I'm talking about the number, the way Brandon has shown us that he operates. I just don't see, um, I don't see him letting Mario go after restructuring and doing everything that he did for his contract. Sure, sure, sure. So what I've got is Jerry Hughes clearly making this football team. I've got Boogie Basham making this football team, and and uh, as well as Groot, first round, second round draft picks, obviously making this team. I've got F.A. Obata making this football team, and I've got A.J. Epinesa making this football team. I think the starting ends are uh, are Jerry Hughes and A.J. day one, uh, and I think that rotation comes into effect, and they're going to use F.A. on the opposite side and probably probably opposite Jerry quite a bit. They're going to try to use that length. The interesting, interesting thing about what the Bills have done is they've gone and got two guys, maybe three with Boogie Basham. They've gotten three guys, F.A., Groot, and Boogie, who can play inside and outside. So for right. me, I see them keeping, I see Daryl Johnson gone off this football team, which to me is yeah. going to hurt. I see Mario Addison as a bubble player on this football team. Uh, he is gone, and I believe that puts me at nine, uh, or well, when I get to the rest of them, I'll be I'll, I'll end up being at nine uh, defensive linemen. But I've got Hughes, Basham, F.A. Groot, and A.J., which is a very young group outside of Jerry, but I think that's exactly what they want. Well, Apex said that, um, you know, Obata plays more defensive tackle than defensive end, and he's right. So with that being said, like I said, the way, yep. the way it's listed, they have him as a defensive end. Yep. So, it, like, the way I'm saying this, I'm only speaking as if we're going – 
like defensive end numbers than defensive tackle numbers. But if we're going defensive line, then yes, I, I'm not at all saying that AJ should be gone because I think if Obata plays in and then they're going defensive ends, I think AJ should be on the, I like AJ and I think he's developing. I'm a big, I'm a big supporter of allowing guys to develop and not canceling them or cutting them after the first couple right. of years. Right. But I'm also looking at what I feel is, is common knowledge about who our GM is. And right. as much as I think it should be Mario Addison, that's on the bubble or it should be Mario Addison that, that, Try to trade him. I don't know. You know, right, I just right. don't I don't see him being cut. Um, one, but one, one, thing, one thing we've learned from this coaching staff, specifically the offense. And I've made this comment, uh, I think, on the Humpty hotline before uh, the, the, in 2019. The biggest play that Cole Beasley was effective at was that in a, that 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 10 yards up and in route that he ran against. He ran it against the Cowboys. He scored on it like four or five times. That was the route they run. They ran in 2019 over and over again with Cole Beasley. They didn't run it in 2020. And this, this offensive staff and this defensive staff is very good about changing things up and being different, being multiple, and throwing stuff at teams that they haven't seen. All that to say this. There's a reality for us to see Jerry Hughes, Starla Tulele, or I, let me let me back that up. There's a reality for us to see on this, on this defensive line, Jerry Hughes, Ed Oliver, Groot, and F.A. Obata. And when they go to line up, the, D, the, the offensive lineman not knowing who's coming and, and from where. Because when they go down to their three-point stance in the middle of the cadence, they could switch and flop all over the place because three of those guys can play inside and outside, which is going to put them in. Actually, Oliver can play inside and outside. Groot can play inside and outside. Effie Obata can play inside and outside. And you know what Jerry Hughes brings. So there's just yeah. an aspect of like, there's a, there's there's, there's going to be some breeding of some confusion. Imagine those guys with Edmonds next to them in the middle and Milano just back five yards playing that amoeba defense. That that uh, that Bill Belichick made famous. I mean, those guys. It's like I don't know what's happening. I'm just scared. I'm like I'm about to crap my pants as an offensive lineman because of these dudes that are standing over me are all fast, all quick twitch, all long, right? Yeah. So well, Brenning um, brings up a good question. He's he's asking, is it a thing to put four ends on the line at once? I've heard about them kicking Basham and Rousseau inside. Uh, could we see Hughes, Addison, Basham, and Rousseau on the line? Yeah, that's At the same time. Yeah, and Basham is another one of those guys that they've got listed as an end, and there's an argument that can be made for him moving inside, almost like the backup Ed Oliver, if by some chance Harrison Phillips potentially doesn't make this football team. However, when you look at his size, you've got to wonder if they're beginning to groom him to be a one technique. We'll see. Uh, um, Trigg says that um, Greg Rousseau has said that he loves playing the defensive tackle more than defensive end. I haven't personally heard that or seen that, but I. I mean, if he enjoys that, I mean, cool. But I think I think where he's you know, I think where he's um, going to be effective is on that end with his length, with his speed. I, I just honestly, I can't wait to see him, man. Like, I know I was disappointed draft night. I can't wait to see him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Me too. I don't, I don't know that he's built like a defensive tackle. There aren't many six foot yeah. nine defensive tackles, eight six foot eight, six foot nine defensive tackles in the league. So yeah. that are that are svelte. Like he's not a big fat dude. He's 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 ripped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so so I got Hughes, Basham, F.A. Groot, and A.J., which is a very excuse me, young group outside of Hughes. Um, yours was different, which was good. And I, I understand your take and I get it. I don't know that Mario Addison has any trade value. I agree. <laughs> and I also feel, so that's, that's my, that's why I'm saying I feel like he makes the roster and they have to make a tough decision. Like this year, sure. Sure. it may not be AJ Epinesa, but I promise you, I promise you Bills fans, please don't go into this like falling in love with everybody like we do every year because somebody that you love from last year and somebody you love from whenever somebody's going to be on another team. Yep. Well, we're watching this thing come, sub come September. Somebody's going to be on another team. 
several somebodies. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's what I said, like, and I get it. It's like, you know, the comments went nuts when I said, I think it's AJ Epinesa. Like, right, right. I, I get it. He's our draft pick and he's, and he's developing. But what I'm saying is Mario doesn't have trade value. Brandon Venus, we've seen him create trade value out of players that it was like, because we were going to cut, um, who's our guy that, that went to Cleveland and now everybody misses him? Um, Wyatt Teller. Wyatt Teller. At the time, Teller didn't have any trade value. And we ended up getting like a what fifth. Was it, fifth, fifth, fifth yeah, round it's pick. like, so Brandon Bean has, has been known to do these things. But what I'm saying is, I don't see Mario being built up like that. And with the restructuring of his deal, I don't see them accepting or, or eating dead cap. Now, they could prove me wrong. They could be like, you know what? At this point, it don't matter. Like the, the cap is dead. We got our team and we built for the future. It's okay mm-hmm. if we eat it for this season. Maybe they prove me wrong. Right, Maybe they right. do. I just don't see it. I don't right. see it. Defensive tackles, who you got? Defensive tackles. I'm going Ed Oliver, obviously. I'm going um, Starla Tulele. Both those guys are making the team. Mm-hmm. I've been hearing people say that my man Harrison Phillips is on the bubble. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Harrison Phillips is going to come in. Um, I think last year he was recovering from an ACL injury. Like it was his first year off an of ACL tear. Two of them. Two of them. And he, he tore them both. As somebody who has uh, been recovered from an ACL, I can promise you, it, it's not like, yeah, just because you work out and you're healthy and you're cleared enough to play, it, it's not the same. You don't have the same explosion. You don't trust your knee the same way. You don't want to run on it the way you used to run on it. And I promise you, this year, you're going to see a Harrison Phillips that we all were looking forward to seeing when we drafted him. That's how I see it. Justin yeah. Zimmer's gone. He's gone. That, that's the one you've got. That's interesting because I've got so my mine is a little bit different. I've got Ed Oliver making this football team, Starla Tulele making this football team. I've got Harrison Phillips and Justin Zimmer. I've got Vernon Butler gone, which is funny because he did the same thing Addison did, restructured, lowered his number. However, it's still a hard hit. I got Butler and Addison both off of this football team. I just think that that was an incredibly failed experiment last year. Incredibly failed experiment. Yeah, no, I agree. My man Brian uh, Bauer said, hey, let's not forget, before Harrison got hurt, he was taking snaps away from Starr. He was not fully healthy last year, and I agree 100%. Yeah. Starr, now, now granted, I'm excited to have Starr back. You know, like, he's making this roster. But I was at that, I was at that Bengals game, and uh, from where I was sitting, they were the, the Bills were going in this direction, so they were, they were flowing to my left. And I remember, or no, I'm sorry, they, they were on defense, and the Bengals were going to my right, so I, the, the Bills defense was on the right, going, you know, facing the left. The play happened and Harrison Phillips was sitting on the ground and you could tell he was like, I'm not so sure that I might not be hurt. The dude got up and like the, the Bengals were, they weren't in a hurry up, but they were rushing to the line, got back down in a three point stance and like went down like a ton of bricks a second time. So he actually tore his ACL on the first play, wasn't sure if he was hurt and then tore his second one when he tried to like splint his bad leg his left leg tried to take over for it and actually tore the second one, second play. So he literally tore it. And, then, and after that, they carted him off. It was crazy. And it was heartbreaking because he was coming on to that point. He, the dude was coming on hard. He was actually turning into what we want, everything that we wanted him to be. Look, I think, I think the, the bills have done a great job mm-hmm. with getting guys on this roster. That's going to make it very difficult as fans to like take cut down day. So, you know, really everything that Joe and I, everything that we're saying right now is like next week, I can completely backtrack and be like, nope, nope. I think because <laughs> because honestly, it's talent across the board. So, you know, look, I know I just said Zimmer. You think Zimmer makes it, you said, right? 
Yeah, right now I just think, I think that he brings more potential and he brings more value and he's more of a process guy than Vernon Butler is. And see, I have the same take basically that I had about um, Mario Addison. They restructured him. They kind of got him to, to create some extra space. They'll they'll take a hit as far as the cap. I just don't see it happening. Sure. But I think those are the two guys on defense that need to go. Uh, I do. Yeah. Yeah, last year the Buffalo Bills were the highest paid defensive line in football, and they were the one of the worst defensive lines in football for I, one reason think, or another. I think we were on a hump day, and when we first signed F.A. Obata, I, I, yeah. I feel like it was a Wednesday, and I came on a show, and I'm like, Joe, did you realize, like, because I looked at his stats, and I was blah, 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 blah. He would have led the Bills in sacks That's last right. year with five and a half sacks. That's right. That's right. And so for the Buffalo Bills to pay what we paid for that defensive line, and a guy that we bring in from Carolina with five and a half sacks on the year would have right. been the we would have had a leader. <laughs> right. Right. And come on, man. Like, yeah, so no. that, so I'm with you. I, I feel like I feel like what we had last year just wasn't working. And mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, hey, if you don't do your job good. And, and again, this is never anything personal. I just feel like the potential that Justin Zimmer does have the potential that um, Harrison Phillips has. You keep those guys. Right. You right. keep those guys 100 percent. Right. Uh, linebackers. So the the topic that we were about to broach. Uh, yeah. Let's talk linebackers. OK. So linebackers, obviously, my guy, Tremaine Edmonds. I'm with Tremaine. Like Tremaine mm-hmm. is my guy. The way last year, the, the campaign that I have for Andre Roberts this year it is going to be Tremaine Edmonds because it was too much disrespect during the offseason. People wanting to trade or cut my guy. People didn't want them to give him the fifth year option and talk about extending my guy. What? What? Okay. Anyway, he's making the roster. My guy Tyler Matikovich, or however you say his name, I always Matic- mess it up. Matikovich. Matikovich. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna write it like that. I'm gonna just put it on my screen. Matikovich. Yeah, Big just Matikovich. But he's making the roster. That's my. You know, he he yeah. um. You know, he showed out last year when when uh you're looking at, at special teams and and he's consistently been one of the best special teams players in the league for years. It's not just last year when he came from Pittsburgh. That's why we signed him. Cause he's that guy. He showed out. He showed out in week 17 playing linebacker. He, he played did. well at linebacker in the second half of that football game. Yep. A hundred percent. Then I have Matt Milano. Obviously um, we extended him. He's a shore lock. I am still trying to figure out how Brandon mean pulled that off. Like I have <laughs> no clue. I have no clue. Um, this is where it gets tricky for me. Right. I'm going with Tyro Adams, and I think A.J. Klein, even though he was Defensive Player of the Week, and even though he showed up and did some things that we didn't think he could do because the team finally figured out how to use him, I think Tyro Adams is that dude that's going to come in here and be like, all right, A.J., move. I, I need my spot. I think he's going to be the guy that you're going to see on the field a lot because he doesn't miss tackles. That run support, yeah, we, we're not going to ha- we're not going to suck like we did last year on run defense. Right. You know how we were getting gashed by Frank Gore? <laughs> Joe, he averaged 5.6 yards on us last year, man. The, the Frank way Gore. You, the way that you say names is just Kelvin Benjamin. Frank oh, Kelvin Gore. Benjamin. That's just disrespectful. <laughs> like, you had Josh Allen throwing to – come on, man. Like, you, like literally. You had you had Josh Allen. You had Josh the, Allen throwing to this his rookie year. Like, this, it, this is what Josh Allen was in, doing his rookie 2009, year. In 2009, at the end of the season, if it was third and two, especially in the Texans game, you had Josh Allen handing the ball off to that. <laughs> Come on, man. So and now he's you, a tight end. For those of you listening to the podcast, he just held up a trash can. 
Yeah, I did. I'm sorry. I, I keep forgetting as I'm. He's using yeah, I'm using visuals and I can't. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> Got to remember from my preaching days. My bad. But anyway, <laughs> That's amazing. but but yeah, so no, I, I think um, I think Tyro Adams is a lock. Like, I don't mm-hmm. even think it's a question. I think this guy is on the team. I think he makes waves this season. I think if Bills fans don't know his name, you need to know it. Go right. Google him. Go YouTube him. He right. is on this team. Right. So for me, you're keeping four four linebackers. Traditionally, yeah. I don't know what the Buffalo Bills have kept. Uh, as far as four or five, I've got them keeping five and I've got them keeping all the guys you said and AJ Klein. Uh, okay. Keeping in mind, four might be the answer because the Bills run a four two base defense. As much as they're a four three, they run a four two nickel. That's what they're in more than they are in anything else. There's a good chance or a good reality that they don't need a guy like AJ Klein or they're, you know, that a guy like Tyrell Adams, if he's eligible, goes, excuse me, to the practice squad. Um, I'm excited to see what this kid brings to. I'm right there with you as far as that goes. We know what we have in Milano. We know what we have in Edmonds. Obviously, we know why Medikevich is on this football team. Klein, you and I spent a lot of time last season in the first six games, seven games. Uh, they actually kept six at the start of each year. Wow. Uh, that would so, cut down, well, cut, cut down on our wide receiver numbers. It, it would cut down on our wide receiver numbers, but if they do keep six, then obviously I'm keeping A.J. Klein. Right, for sure. Uh, and then that, that would put one more in there. I mean, a potential if we're talking hypotheticals. And just so everybody knows, linebackers, will linebackers, Matt Milano, Andre, which, by the way, the Bills don't really have a, a strong side and a will because they don't really play them that way. Matt Milano, Andre Smith, Joe Giles-Harris. I don't know who that guy is. Tremaine Edmonds, Tyler Matikavich, Tyrell Dodson, who is listed behind Matikavich, which is interesting. They've got the, 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 the backup for Tremaine Edmonds being Matikavich. Markel mm-hmm. Lee, uh, strong side, A.J. Klein, Tyrell Adams, Mike Bell. So if you're keeping six, right? So now you're keeping you're keeping Klein and one more. Who's that answer? If if I'm keeping um, one I more, then see, I'm actually keeping Andre Smith. I was gonna say I did not see enough from Tyrell Dotson to be like that's the guy. That's the guy I want. Right? No, I like Tyrell. Tyrell is good, and, and um, you know I don't know how his development has gone over the summer, but I, what I know is the team likes Tyrell. You know, yes. and and he's. He's shown a lot of positive signs that that he might make, you know, but if if out of out of the guys that are left, you know, Lee, uh, Gals Harris, Bell, I'm absolutely taking Andre Smith. Andre Smith is um, he's not a guy that like he's not Tyro Adams, but mm-hmm. he's still solid. He's absolutely solid. He's had history in this league. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it was Carolina, you know, the Carolina yeah. Express. But but he's 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 solid and he he has the um. He has the experience that Sean McDermott likes to have in rooms, but I don't think that we need experience. Like we don't need a, a seasoned vet when yeah. you have Milano, Edmonds, Tyler, Klein, Adams. You know, I think that Ross that that that's that's pretty good, and I agree. Apex, yeah, he's good. Yeah, he yeah. Apex says that Giles Harris is really good. We'll see um, because you're talking about them trying to get through guys like Edmonds, Milano, right? They're going to have to show out well against some guys that are that are, are already here. It'll be interesting to see. I don't. Man, it's tough. Six seems like I think if they're if they're gonna if they're gonna if they're gonna stretch a year where they're gonna they're gonna cut at a position to gain more players at another position, particularly wide receiver, more than likely it's gonna be at, at, at linebacker this year, in my opinion. Some of these guys, obviously, with a sixteen man practice squad, some of these guys these guys can go to practice squad. The practice squad they can they can they can protect them a little bit. That I'm sure the COVID protection protection rules will be in place this year again. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how that whole thing. Uh, fans out. So uh, Chris Jenke says that uh, Giles Harris is a good special teamer. He's essentially similar to what Andre Smith brings. 
So the thing he is, but the thing is, you know, when you look at you look at his time in Jacksonville, um, it was pretty much every other week he was activated or put mm-hmm. back to the practice squad, activated then put back to the. Pra- so he's not right. as much as I I want to agree and say he's a good player, and I want to you know I want to speak positively about everybody, but um, yeah, he's good and he's a special teams guy. But the Buffalo Bills have special teams guys already. Like we yeah. have guys that I feel like are locks for special teams. So he's I just don't feel like he's um. He's not going to be able to crack the top four. He's not going to crack the top five in linebacker. So um, if he can't beat out the other guys who I feel like are locks on special teams, I, I just don't see him being active for the roster. My guy, Brian, my guy, Brian Bowers, man, are you guys psyched about how stacked this bill squad is and a million fire emojis? Yes. <laughs> we are, I am. Give me Elmo with his hands in the air and the fire behind him. That's how excited I am about this football team. Like this team is uh, really, really good. So, ladies and gentlemen, you are watching the Code of Conduct podcast live hey. on the Buffalo Rumblings Multicast Network. We are in episode two of a two-part series where Jay Spence, the King, and myself, Joe Miller, are uh, doing our roster projection projections, our annual roster, second annual roster projections. We're moving to the backfield, the defensive backfield cornerback Wait, real quick did that yeah. feel weird for you to say like you were listening to the code of conduct like did that did that roll off weird i had to make i had to concentrate <laughs> i definitely had, and i meant to say so much so that i forgot to say whether you're watching this now live on youtube <laughs> or you're you're watching it later on youtube please do us a favor and subscribe like and subscribe i would tell you to hump that like button but it's not hump day yet so that's wednesday so please do me a favor. So we gained, I think it was about 10 subscribers from yesterday's show. So if we can keep rolling, we're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers before the season starts. So before we get to the, the defensive backfield, please do me a favor. Uh, jump on that like button and also subscribe to the Buffalo Rumblings so that you get you can get all of our content. we got a bunch of new, fresh programming coming up as the season starts. We haven't even uh, unveiled it yet. There's a lot of good stuff coming up. So you don't want to yeah. miss a moment from Buffalo Rumblings. Good stuff. So think of the usual suspects. When you think Buffalo Rumblings, who do you think about? Those shows are coming up in this during the season this year. So which is really it's gonna really be fun. Cool. And we got a wild card coming up. It's not even just like the the usual suspects. We, we right. got a we got a, a wild card coming up that that's gonna shock some things. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the backfield, the defensive backfield. Defensive so backfield. Um, cornerbacks, cornerbacks. Who you got? Obviously, Trey is there. Um, I keeping, feel like everybody. You're, you're keeping Tredavious White. Are you serious? You know, sometimes I I question it. I question it, man. I don't. I don't, you know who wants an all pro cornerback on the rock? You know, you don't need <laughs> but that no, guy. you know, you don't Trey, need Trey White, man. I think this year, same thing, kind of like I was saying about Tremaine Edmonds. I think this year Trey White is going to come out. He feels dis- at least I hope he does. Yeah, I hope he yeah. feels disrespected because a lot of people have been saying, um, you know, hey, he's he's been exposed. I think I have my my home my sister T on here, uh, T Estelle. Uh, from built in Buffalo was on here not too long ago. And she was like, yeah, uh, he, he's, he's been exposed. And, but, and I'm like, yeah, but he was still like probably the fifth best cornerback in the league last year. Like it was just, right. it was just different. Like he wasn't the first or second, but I don't think he was exposed because he gave up a few more yards. So I think this Agreed. year, Trey is going to prove a point. I think he's going to come out and make it a thing. Um, I also think I got to sidebar you for a second. Can I just say real quick, it's great to have the, the watchers back. So we're live on YouTube right now for those, those of you that are going to download this on Tuesday. Uh, the numbers are probably double what they normally are as far as in, in when, when, when we do these things live and the love fest that's going on in the comment section between Stephen Campione, Brian Bowers, Richard Rush, all the guys, all the usual suspects. It's like they're kind of coming back together like the season's about to begin and everybody's feeling it and it's like, okay, time to get back in Bill's mode. 
I'm just stopping you because I'm enjoying it. So if you have not joined us live ever before, please join us live. It's a lot of fun. And the comment section is great. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, the comment section, especially like I'm so excited for like I'm excited for the first preseason game because like when there are games, the engagement is so different oh, and yeah. like people are hungry to talk about bills. And um, during the summertime, it's a grind. It really yeah. is. And and I don't say that in a way to say it like, yo, I don't I don't want to do the show no more. But during the summertime, it's tough sometimes. So I'll say it. I don't want to do it in the offseason. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm but I'm looking forward like, oh, man, the preseason. Oh, you can't you, you don't even understand how excited. Yeah. But so, yeah, I, I feel like Levi Wallace has that that cornerback two on lock i know yep, we had yep. um last wednesday i know you know we had our guy john fina in and he's like you know well if, if he looks at it like it's his you know like it's his job then yep. yeah it's his job to lose i agree i do think i do think obviously that you know dane jackson is going to make the roster he's not a a, a practice squad guy like last year he's not going to be called up week eight or week six he's on the roster he's on the 53 um this is where it gets tricky for me with the with the cornerbacks because you know, I just named three. We drafted Wild Goose. Do you think Wild Goose um, makes the team? We had Hamlin on the roster last year, or he, or he's a he's a safety more so. But I know they were kind of trying to try in different places. Saran Neal was one of those guys that's kind of like a plug and play. He can play safety. He can play cornerback. He plays special teams. How do you feel about the cornerback? Because honestly, it gets it gets a little cloudy for me there. The funny thing about what you're saying to me is. If my memory serves me correctly, you have Stevenson going to the practice squad. Yes? Yes. And now we're asking the question about Wild Goose potentially going to the practice squad. So that's two draft picks that the Bills are potentially cutting. When since Bean and McDermott have gotten here, they've only cut two draft picks. So now if you start figuring in that they don't cut draft picks unless they literally like implode in camp and they turn out to be nothing that they thought they were going to be. Now you're bumping two more guys off this roster that you and I think well, are going to make it. Well, here's the, here's the thing. So when I, when I have that take, it's, it's because one, um, the, so the entire time that they've been here, they've never brought back Well, they did last year. They pretty much brought back everybody, but this right. year they brought back everybody. Right. And last year we made the AFC championship. So it's not about, um, I, I think, I think a lot of times fans look at that loss a little skewed, like we're hurt. Sure. sure. We're hurt. So it's like, yeah, you know, we got to get better and we got to replace and we got to fix where I look at it. And I think the team looks at it like, no, we made it to the AFC championship and we weren't healthy. Like half the roster was playing the game completely injured. Oh, Diggs yeah. had, had broken ribs. You know, Cole Beasley had a broken leg. So when you look at that, I feel like, yeah, they're drafting guys, but they're, I feel like they're drafting guys with the intention to develop, hoping that they make the practice roster. You can protect those guys for a certain amount of time. If there's some injuries, then we can move them up. But I think this roster is stacked and there's no way every single draft pick that we, that we, there's no way. I I just don't see it. I agree. So getting back to my prediction for cornerbacks. So cornerbacks, I've got Trey and obviously Wallace. I'm excited to see the Wallace Dane Jackson competition. I've got Taron Johnson, I've got Saran Neal, and I've got Cam Lewis. Those are the I've got six guys making this team as a cornerback. Those are my six: Trey, Wallace, Dane, Taron, Saran Neal, Cam Lewis. I've got Wild Goose going to the practice squad. Okay, he's going to have to show up. He's going to have to show up and show that he's NFL ready, in my opinion, to bump two guys that have been in the system for two years already. Well, no, I can I can get jiggy with that take because I feel like that's the exact. I mean, 
in fairness, like depending on how many they, keep, they do keep in that. But I think we have the same idea. Sure, I respect sure. that. Sure, uh, my man Steven said he's think, he thinks Levi is an enigma because he thinks that against most wide receivers, he's okay and actually pretty good. It's just when he's on those freak athletic guys that he seems to struggle with them. I mean, but who doesn't? Like, you know, like, and not, not in a negative way towards you, Steve, but Trey struggles sometimes against certain receivers. Like Trey, DeAndre Hopkins ate him, man. He ate him. Trey struggles when the when the when the front in front of him isn't good isn't good enough, which is what happened last year. And every defensive back struggles. The difference between Trey, in my opinion, and Levi Wallace, and, and I'm on record as saying this even last year, is Levi, and I've said this with John Fina, and he agreed. Levi Wallace is a is a pass catching tackler. He tackles the guy that catches the pass. And if you look at that team last year, they were not a good tackling football team through weeks one through whatever, 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. Levi Wallace was probably the only guy in that defense that was tackling players, sure, like sure, assuredly. Everybody else was like slamming a body into somebody, trying to hip check them, trying to knock them down or cut out their legs, whereas Levi was wrapping guys up. The problem is, is opposing quarterbacks know that if I want to complete this pass, I'm going to throw it at Levi. I'm not going to throw it at Trey. And that's yeah. the hard part. That's what has, whereas Dane, in the limited action he got, challenged quarterbacks. When the throws came at him, he challenged those court, those plays. I'd like to see more of that. That's just me, but I think the no, I think the coaches, 100%. Fina said Wallace is doing exactly what the coaching staff wants from him. They and want man. him to cover his guy and tackle him when he makes the catch, which is, as us as fans is infuriating. And for right. them, it's the McDermott clap. Good job. No, we'll Good the, job. The Buffalo Good Bills, job. the Buffalo Bills on defense are a, are a between the 20s team. For so, sure. if for fans who don't quite pick up what I mean by that, Yep, yep. They then want the, the defense then, to just the keep break. the team, keep the other team in, in between the twenties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can take it. They can kick a field goal. That's cool. We'll give yep. them three points. Yep. Don't give up touchdowns. So when you see Levi Wallace, you know, just kind of covering just a tackle, that's why. That's right. why. So I want to. I do want to um, kind of wrap up the last. We're on um, safeties, safeties now, right? Yep. So yep. I want to wrap up quickly because I want to end the show, but then like kind of go into the the questionnaire portion of it. Yep. So. Yep. Um, I got I got Jordan Poyer, obviously, Micah Hyde, obviously. I have um Hamlin making the team, and I also have uh Jaquan Johnson. I've got them keeping three. I mean, the safeties, you got one of the best safety duos in the league, yeah. you know, Hyde and Poyer. I've got them keeping Jaquan Johnson, and that's it. And then some, you know, Hamlin's probably going to the practice squad and they'll pull him up as needed. So yeah, we can yeah. So that that pretty much wraps it up. So yes, in my opinion. All right. So you can move so, along. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) first of all, don't. So everybody in the chat, everybody that's live with us, do not go anywhere. I'm about to do my, you know, like I'm about to do my normal because I'm about to tell everybody that's listening on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. You're missing out because now we're about to go into overdrive. We're about to go into overtime and we're about to spend some time with everybody. We have some special guests, plural, coming in. It's going to be fun. If you do not watch on Monday nights and during the season, Tuesday nights live, if you're not with the overreaction show on Sunday nights, you want to start. Because now it's about to go down. So everybody, remember, love each other. Take care of each other and live in peace. And as always, stay positive, test negative. Go Bills. Go Bills.